0: What's up? I'm Allen Five Angels. Of- I'm Big Small! Bam! And you are watching Cult of Elite, baby. Woo! You're watching Cult of Elite. The inner circle never effin'. FOR this! And I am the Exalted One. You couldn't last a day in my shoes! D M D. I need my older brother. August 20th, 2021 I'm back You're the next great wrestling tragedy ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the call of the elite podcast your're home for everything all elite wrestling. I am your host Aiden and uh, we are here for aew rampage for September 10th, two thousand twenty one review. It was a short, simple to the point show as rampage typically is i do want to remind you guys if you are listening on a podcast platform to head over to solo.to slash called elite and join us over here on youtube for live discussion and you guys can also hop into the discord and you guys can ask questions if you guys don't have a mic or you guys can hop into a waiting room join a live call and ask your questions right then and there uh we had a pretty short card three matches if i remember correctly and about two or three interviews uh so something short something sweet Pac versus Andrade we had Max Castor versus Brian Pillman we had Britt Baker Rebel and Jamie Hayter take on Chris Statlander, Riho and Ruby Soho we also had interviews from Adam Cole, Brian Danielson And I believe Darby Allin. Yes, Darby Allin and Sting as well, which we'll get to here in a minute. I do want to remind you guys that this Wednesday, the day that AEW Dynamite takes place, uh, we will be doing our first episode of the Cold Elite Discussion. That's where we're going to be talking about news and rumors within AEW people coming in um people not happy within the company we got some stuff to talk about there that's also we're going to be talking about all the new figure releases that happened at all out weekend that'll be taking place this wednesday stay tuned if you're on youtube for that live premiere and if you're on youtube again i remind you solo.to slash call of elite go check that out immediately following every episode that they premiere right there i'm gonna do some live calling questions before we hop into the show real quick um Justin asked, "What are you? What? What? I cannot speak today. What are you most excited for for Grand Slam? Um, we really don't have much to. We don't really have much discussed. Um, I am excited though because there is talks of um, someone showing up at Grand Slam. Um, I don't want to discuss who yet. For those of you who don't like rumors, I will discuss that at a later point in time. The discussion review. We will talk about who's." rumored right now to be showing up at Grand Slam getting out of their WB 90 days. I'm excited for that. Um and then if they pull the trigger on Brian and Omega for Grand Slam, that will be pretty lit as well. That will uh definitely make that card feel a lot better. Uh decentito asked do you think Cody will beat Black? Uh I think that's a given. I think it's a given sadly. I don't want him to. I want Malachi to be like 100 and 0, number 1 in the rankings for like a year. I, I don't I don't uh I don't want to see him lose for a while, but I think it's a given that Cody's going to end the feud and get the win. Ah, sucks. It really does. I think I think Malachi should have just destroyed all the Nightmare Family and the Nightmare Family move on, and then maybe three or four months from now they revisit it and Cody beats Malachi. Maybe like give it more time than Malachi being like four and Let him go like twenty five and 0 because that'd make, that'd make Cody have that, bring back that star power. on um, says, how much would you love to see a match between Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson? That'd be phenomenal. If they wanted to do a match between them, like Grand Slam, I am all for that. Uh, Justin asked, with all the new signings happening, what's next? Um, I can tell you who's next. It's not Goldberg, no. Um, I think there's a lot of cool things in line uh of course we know lee Moriarty uh i can say that because i mean by the time this will air on podcast platforms he will have already been signed that happens tonight on elevation uh that's going to be a phenomenal match speaking of daniel garcia if you do not watch dark or dark elevation i recommend you watch this episode with garcia and lee Moriarty it will introduce you to both of them very well i can tell you that match is going to be amazing um I don't know what's next I think I think we're by January maybe February with the rumors of a couple people being out of contract that want to hop over to AEW in January I'd say about February is going to be when they start calming down and that's going to be the final roster that they go with I think once we hit February you will see less and less surprises there are signees the surprises you'll see will probably be people from new japan probably people from nwa probably people from impact like forbidden door people i think around february is when they're really going to go hard on the forbidden door people if they're not using someone let them go through the forbidden door let them go to new japan let them go to nwa let them go to impact wherever they choose to go that's probably where you're going to see a lot of that take place um i don't think we're going to see much signings after that unless like People like Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns get out of their contracts around that time and choose not to re-sign. And if we're going to be fairly honest about those two, I don't see either of them leaving WWE anytime soon. Uh, I think Rollins is a very heavy, WWE is the best product in the world kind of guy. And Roman Reigns is at his peak right now. Um, now would be a terrible time to leave. Uh, he, he's on his, his peak of his entire career right now. Um, I, I can't think of anyone else that might have contracts going up before then. Um, but unless something big happens, they really do another batch of releases or anything. I don't think there's going to be, be any more major uh, signings to come. Um, who is next to be All Elite? Um, well, as of the time of this recording, next person to be All Elite is uh, Lee Marardi. Um But there's also a couple people in there. So uh, you never know. You never know. Alright, uh, waiting room will open, we'll get to that following the review of Rampage. We kick off Rampage with the Bastard, Pac, taking Andrade El Idolo in a phenomenal match, just like we knew it would be. Um we get down to the end here. Um, Andrade had Pac knocked, uh, knotted up with a double underhook, but Pac escaped, encountered with a snap suplex. Pac followed up with a belly-to-belly suplex on El Idolo into the corner turnbuckles. Pac used the crucifix pinning combination, but Andrade escaped. Pac trans, then trans, then put him in the brutalizer. Um, Jose, I guess he, they finally gave the assistant a name. His name's Jose. Uh, jumped up onto the ring apron with a, a stun gun, a taser. He had a taser. The Lucha Brothers then come down and hit him with a super kick. Uh, while the referee was distracted, Chavo ran into the ring and nailed Pac from behind with the iPad. Andrade El Idolo rode onto Pac and pinned him. One, two, three. Andrade Halilo defeated Pac in a phenomenal match. Very screwy ending. Uh, We'll get to that after this real quick. Uh, Andrade, Jose, and Chavo are on the stage. Andrade's confused on what happened. He's asking Chavo if he hit him with the iPad. Chavo's all hyper and says, yeah, yeah, that was me. And Andrade goes in for a hug, hugs Chavo, and then nails him with a shot to the head. Takes down Chavo. Then the Lucha Brothers toss Chavo into the ring and Pac locks in the Brutalizer. Um the ending here was very screwy. I think we all know why Andrade turned on Chavo. There's a bit of a, a mixed communication within the community on if Pac or if Andrade turned on Chavo or if Andrade just said, Hey, don't ever do that again. Listen to me. Like, maybe I wanted to do it. Commentary made it seem out like he wanted to to end the match himself. Um, There's a very big mixed communication with with what really happened uh, in the ending there. Um, But I think it was just a very screwy ending. We all know why he turned on Chavo, if that is true, if that is why he did fully turn on Chavo um it was a really good match i think this should be an, if there was any match that didn't need to put a story aside it was this match i think if there's any match where if you wanted andrade to turn on chavo have him do it backstage at like later on in the show like three seconds like hey did you get involved or something like have pot kick out of the tablet or something i don't know there's there's a better way to have andrade get out of this match and turn on Chavo without having to have Chavo get involved without having to get Jose involved in the Lucha Brothers because honestly this should have been a match that went straight to a finish uh whether it was the arm bar whether it was the DDT whatever uh I think the finish was great Andrade really should have won and I'm happy he did um but it definitely should have been a perfect finish one two three not a uh, a screwy finish but either way phenomenal match from both men Following that, we had Tony Schiavone in the ring with Darby Allen and Sting, who wanted to address Tully Blanchard's comments. Um, Darby Allen says, Tolly Blanchard, do you want to say Sting is riding my coattails?" Sean Spears, listen to me, you generic piece of trash. Without Tully, you were absolutely nothing. Sting then gets the mic and says, "Tully, did didn't you ride the tails of Slick Rick for many many years? What about Arn Anderson?" And if you want to look at me eye-to-eye, eye, why wait? Let's do this right here in Cincy. Come on, Tully. Tully Blanchard walks out onto the ramp, looks at the two, two-on-one. Uh, that's what you want. You've always liked the numbers game, haven't you, Sting? Talk about riding coattails. That never happened. Um, be a little more aware, says Tully. As Sean Spears quietly took out Darby Allen from behind, t- driving him into the mat with a C4 on the floor and then running away. Tully then says, Be a little bit more aware of your your guys getting taken down. Sting hopped out of the ring and went looking for Spears, who had already run off through the crowd. Uh, Tully then says, Way to go, Sean, just like we planned. Um, so, yeah, it looks like, sadly, depressingly, we are going to get Tully Blanchard versus Sean Spear or Tully Blanchard versus Sting on an episode of Dynamite or Rampage. At some point in time, and I'm—I I don't know how to feel about it. Um, it is uh, very, very sad. Um, I really don't want to see these two old men go at it. But either way, this—the this segment was good. Uh, Darby's one-liner was really good. Um, I like Spears coming in to attack him, build some last-minute story before their match on Dynamite takes place. Um, but yeah, I think it could have been done any other way. Like I, I think. The fact that we're resorting to this, but I feel like knowing AEW, knowing Tony Khan, knowing the Young Bucks, knowing Kenny Omega, I feel like that this match isn't going to happen. I feel like somehow, some way, they're going to say, hey, Sting and Tully Blanchard is taking place on Dynamite. We get to the match, Sting comes out, and he just gets jumped. Gets jumped by the pinnacle or something. Something that happens to where he is not able to make it and isn't able to compete in the match. I think that's what's going to go down and I think that's probably what's next for Sting and Darby as well. Uh, I know commands aren't working in chat right now. I'm trying to get it figured out. I don't know why I have no clue why the bot isn't working. Uh I got to fix the I have to fix the the uh, OBS title, but I'll do that after the show. Uh, we then get a video montage from Adam Cole and Brian Danielson's debut, including a couple comments from each, um, now this was a funny line right here, Adam Cole grabs, is the first one up and he says, the Elite is a faction, but as I like to call it, a brotherhood, it is incredibly special, the Elite was designed as a bunch of very individual talent, uh, professional wrestlers coming together to show how powerful we really are. I trust Kenny Omega with my life. He trusts me. I trust the Young Bucks with my life and they trust me. Man, I didn't I, I kinda shrugged that off at first, but then when I uh when I reread it and I reheard the promo, God, that was a phenomenal line. Um Christian and Brian Danderson, they're special. They're the reason uh that people look at them so highly there's a reason people respect them so much because their body of work is undeniable uh the difference is they think they're going to be able to keep up with guys like me i can promise you i'm not even in my prime yet i will wipe the floor with brian danielson said adam cole danielson says uh the way that all the elite act and dress sounds to me like people who are insecure so I'm not exactly going after all of the elite. I'm going after one member of the elite. I've heard how great Kenny Omega is, and I've seen how great Kenny Omega is. The reality is I'm just excited to get into the ring and wrestle. I'd love for it to be Kenny Omega. I'd love for Kenny Omega to be my first match. If he doesn't want to step up, there there, will there, be someone else. Because one of the things I love about AEW is everyone is hungry. Everyone wants to prove themselves. I'm here. I'm game. Let's go. Amazing promo from both men uh both men did really well in that promo both got over and both uh did everything they need to do and i i honestly agree with brian um i'd love for kenny omega to be his first opponent let me know in the chat uh who do you guys think if you're on a podcast platform or you're re-watching this after just tag us on twitter at called let me let me know who you think uh brian danielson's first opponent would be and if it, you do think it is going to be kenny omega who do you think would win that match uh, that's my interest right there. Following that, we had Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, and Rebel taking on Chris Statlander, Reho, and the 2021 Casino Battle Royal winner, Ruby Soho. Um, Hader railed back, planted Chris Statlander with a backbreaker. Rebel tagged in, and she and Hader tried for a double suplex on Statlander. Statlander countered with a double suplex on Rebel and Hater. Britt Baker entered the fray but was quickly dispatched um, by Chris Statlander. Rebel threw her body on top of ba- Baker to act as a human shield. Riho jumped off of the shoulders of Chris Statlander with a double foot stomp on her Rebel and Dr. Britt Baker before Riho would jump up and dive onto Jamie Hader. Soho tagged in and rocked Rebel with a Pele kick and pinned her one, two, three. Rebel took the pin just as she needed to. Um, I think that's a perfect, perfect way to do it. Uh, rebel didn't need to get the pin baker didn't need to be pinned jamie hayter has been pinned enough for brett baker it was about time rebel got in there and took that pin phenomenal match though uh it really was a time killer uh for me uh but it was a phenomenal match by time killer i mean they really left the main event with like four minutes to spare but those six women killed it and if you haven't seen that match i definitely recommend it Uh, i'm gonna read the chat before we get to the main event here uh it's killing the rankings in my opinion if you face kenny omega right away um no, not really. The AEW championship hasn't even been brought up in the storyline at all, which means Brian doesn't even want the title. He just wants to face Kenny Omega, which I mean, that's not that's not killing the rankings at all. If if they were trying to build Brian and Kenny for the AEW championship, yeah, that that would bypass the point of the title. That'd bypass the point of the rankings. Um, but not the title has not been brought up in any of the promos from my memory has not been talked about discussed he just wants to to fight kenny omega um so if it happens it'd just be a normal singles match following that we get to the main event with the acclaims max caster uh taking on brian pillman jr um caster tried to hit him with the mic drop elbow off the top rope but pillman dodged it pillman springboarded off the top ropes with a clothesline and pinned caster that springboard clothesline was just enough to end the match and uh brian pillman would get the win using his father's famous uh why can't i think of it uh clothesline after the match bowens blindsided pillman the acclaimed began to double team pillman uh bowens impaled pillman with a ddt before john moxley ran out to even out the odds he rocked bones with a boombox shot to the head pillman connected with a thrust kick to caster uh, who was sent into the waiting arms of John Moxley? Mox finished off Caster with the paradigm shift, and we closed out the show with the two Cincinnati boys, Brian Pillman Jr. and John Moxley. Man, I mean, it was a great way. It was a great way to uh, get the Cincinnati boys to end the show. I know after the match they they wanted to do that. They had them do the uh, send them home happy promo. I'm happy they did that, and I'm happy they ended a. They kind of make hometowns kind of feel special to the wrestlers, you know, um, with Pillman and Moxley both being on the card and also ending the shows both times. They they really try and make it feel special. Try um, That's cool for them. Um, I still think this should have kicked off and then they should have had Moxley and Pillman come out after the show to do the go home promo um, instead of having to get involved on actual TV. Because I feel like Pac and Andrade just should have been the main event. I know they like to kick off their shows with a boom. But I feel like you gotta end your shows with a boom. That's the match everyone wanted to see. And not another... There wasn't another match from the card that was kind of like... Oh, I can't wait to see that. Like, yeah, the six-man tag didn't even seem interesting and cool. At first. Uh, It didn't seem interesting at first. Why? I can't really speak today. Um, But I think Pac and Andrade definitely should have ended that show. Um chris uh, has to be getting another title shot soon probably not um i mean maybe but i i kind of doubt it at the exact same time um i don't think i think they're just they just used her to even out the odds with riho and Statlander being by the side of soho so i think it's a given we're going to get soho versus baker at grand slam uh if they really want to build up that card i think that's probably what they're gonna do um and i think that right around that time will be when statlander moves on goes back to doing some dark stuff getting a couple more wins and then i don't know what what what's next for chris statlander um but that's going to do it for the review here today i remind you if you have not already make sure you hop over on other platforms at solo.to slash called elite you can join the discord you can subscribe on the youtube channel to come visit live And again, I remind the YouTube audience this Wednesday, Cult of Elite discussions. We will be live and talking about everything news, rumors, and uh, anything. We're just really chilling out with you guys in voice chat and talking. We'll be talking about the new figures and everything along that line. You can follow us on all social media at Cult of Elite and join the cult.